0: So come join the FemFam and give us a listen every Friday. Streaming on all the major podcast platforms, including YouTube and our website, FemRegard.com. And of course, the Geekscape Network.
1: How are you doing? I'm so pleased to meet you. Adam Scott and I are dying to greet you. This is a movie that I chose to pick. I fucking love this movie. Adam and Scott hated it. Heidi, 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 hi. Hidey 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 hi. <laughs> ho dee ho
2: dee ho. de ho dee ho ho. He dee he
1: hi it's no, horror movie no more, night no <laughs> <laughs> i hate this movie i hate you so i picked the movie forbidden zone <laughs> i'm never gonna forgive you for this <laughs> so side note the first thing that i have on my list of notes is if this is a waste of time to discuss the plot for this because there is no story I'm trying to think the best way to talk about this movie (laughs) not so (laughs) my first experience being in any type of movie club or movie podcast was years ago with the Geekscape movie club and this was a movie that was picked by uh, a person Matt who occasionally posts on our um our Facebook page Matt Matt McGuire uh MacGyver so he posted this movie and the hosts of the show hated it they thought it was this racist offensive terrible movie. and i was the only person who was like no man i fucking love this movie and i like went out and bought it immediately and would watch it with people constantly and a lot of friendships would end over this movie sometimes (laughs) well you just lost two more so thanks so the thing with this movie is that like look i get i get why people think it's racist because it is it is it's a racist movie but it's a racist movie in the sense that it is trying to be this huge homage to vaudeville. And, like, blackface and jive talk and all that was elements of vaudeville. Like, that is what it was trying Doesn't to make
3: do. It okay at all.
1: No, I'm not saying it makes it okay. I'm just saying that that was what it was going for. I love this movie. I love the music. I love the sets. I love the cinematography. I love that it's a throwback to vaudeville. I like that it's so bizarre. And I like that this is apparently what oingo boingo was before danny elfman took them into like full new wave style like this is the representation of what the 70s oingo boingo was right it's crazy it's got a weird cast featuring like fucking tattoo from uh, fantasy island love
2: fantasy island yeah. yeah
1: some chick from the like andy warhol world the main killer from maniac and the kipper kids appear in the movie There's so many strange things that happen in this film for no reason, and that's what I really enjoy about this movie. But the film is, like, borderline plotless. It's just the simple concept of, hey, there's this portal to hell in this basement, and uh, at some point every character ends up in hell, and they're trying to, like, get out of there. And that's all that's there.
2: It's like a sketch comedy movie, almost. Where you're just lining up new scenarios for these people to uh, interact with, and then it, it's—I uh, guess—it's trying to be funny. At no point did I really like. It, there was one part where, like, it, sometimes when Tattoo and the Queen would be talking, uh, she'd just call him a fuck. She'd be like, "Yeah, fuck," and I thought that was funny. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> well, there's a great reference to the way you think. if i had to describe it it's like the members of devo were on like a crazy drug binge and they all put on nintendo power gloves and then wrote this fucking movie like that's the kind of people that i think like that's danny elfman's crowd at this time in his life though right like he's going out and seeing like adam and his machine and shit like that and they're all just tripping fucking balls and like
1: danny elfman had just joined the band at the time that they made this movie.
2: Oh,
3: I thought that the, I thought Oingo Boingo was always Danielle. No,
1: it was his brother Richard and Matt Bright. The two, those two guys ran Oingo Boingo, and they were like, a, they were like a big show that you would go and see, like this two-hour-long show right. with yeah. elaborate costumes and all this crazy stuff. And Richard wanted to be a director, so he was like, "Look, I'm gonna." put this band on hold and focus on directing but he wanted to capture like what the live experience of the band was in a movie as like his first film and then handed the band off to his younger brother danny who was way more into like what was going on with like synth music so he did this movie but then moved away from doing the cabaret stuff and started just doing new wave music with oingo boingo which is why
3: oingo boingo is actually good yeah
1: they're they're fucking great um matthew bright Uh, also went on to direct a bunch of movies, including um, the movie Freeway with Reese Witherspoon and Keith Sutherland, where it's like a retelling of Little Red.
2: Uh, It's uh, Red Riding Hood, right? Yeah. Yeah. Kiefer Sutherland.
1: Yeah, Kiefer Sutherland. Sorry, okay. yeah. It's like a weird, demented retelling of, of Little Red Riding Hood, but like done as a crime film. It's it's a fucking weird movie, but it's not a terrible movie. He also did the movie Tiptoes, where Gary Oldman plays a midget. <laughs> 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 yeah. So when you think about the movie Tiptoes, just remember that Squeeze-It the Moocher was the guy behind the camera directing everything. <laughs> and Squeeze-It is my favorite character in the movie, because he's just so dementedly, like, he is, like, the fucking Charlie Brown of this movie. Like, he's just this pathetic, mocked, awful person throughout the whole movie. There's that weird scene where his mom and dad, like, his mom comes home with a sailor, and they're, like, pouring alcohol on him and making him cluck like a chicken, and he talks about having a a connection with his, his transgender sister, because when he gets beaten by his mother, he has visions of her. Like, it's fucking weird. It's a weird fucking movie. Uh, and Squeeze It is, like, Arguably the weirdest character in the movie, but there's, that's that's hard to say. Hey, so
3: so one thing about that part that I want to mention is that um, basically, just like this movie, I, I lost my train of thought. Um, <laughs> yeah, this this movie's absolute garbage, Matt, and you really need to rethink your life decisions. Um, well,
2: listen, I, I didn't hate this movie because it's got a lot of stuff in it that I, I like. And I like – I love the fucking main song. I love Forbidden Zone. That's a great fucking song. Which later became and, the
1: theme song to the Dilbert cartoon.
2: Yeah, Dilbert. Yeah, yeah that's what? a weird one.
1: Yeah, when Dan Heldman yeah, was asked to do the Dilbert cartoon series, he just gave them the instrumental version of the Forbidden Zone theme. Wow. Um, it's so got weird. a
2: lot of it, – it's like I – don't, I don't know. Like that main – in like the introduction where we meet the queen and the frog head comes running in and he just like throws out his arms and he's like, ta da and it like zooms back and there's like naked women on a spigot and there's like, everybody's getting all like fucked up and like whipped. And like, she's just like sitting there like <laughs> enjoying her surroundings. Like I like that. And like, but man, there's just so much that I don't like about it too. Like everything, like everything in the classroom or like, when the one guy and the grandpa finally make it into the forbidden zone and then they just go on a fucking rape spree where they're just raping everyone that they encounter. It's like, yeah, ah, man. what the fuck, man? This is not my <laughs> cup of tea. I,
3: I feel like this movie really is is, is way worse than Matt realizes. No, I, really- I
1: I realize that it is an awful movie, but that's fine. I don't care. Uh, I like the human chandelier. I like that there's just a random person who's like tied to the ceiling holding candles and then there's like the weird queen and king having sex, and then all of a sudden it cuts back, and it's just the skeleton hanging up on the shan- where the chandelier was, like he's just fucking died up there. I don't know. It's just such a bizarre movie, and it's such a bizarre concept. And I, I don't know. I don't even mind the the scenes in the classroom that much. I like how fucking weird the alphabet song is. I think fucking Frenchie's adorable. I think Frenchie is absolutely adorable. And uh, my favorite song is Squeeze It, the Moocher. I love Danny Elfman's version of Minnie the Moocher in this film. And his version of the devil, uh, the way that he looks. And it's kind of weird hearing like weird elements of what would be future Danny Elfman scores throughout the movie. Like, There's these weird points where there's just musical interludes. And you're like, that kind of actually sounds like part of the Batman soundtrack is just kind of placed in the background. Like there was all these weird ideas floating in Danny Elfman's head composing like as a composer, that he was mixing into the into the background of this film.
3: I don't know, Matt. I'm 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 rereading what I wrote in my notes, and I'm still very unhappy with you. <laughs> I, you can you can try and justify this pick and the awful shit that happens in this movie all day long, but it's not good. It's also not horror. Like it's horrifyingly bad, but it's not horror. I think this is a bad pick, and I think that you should feel bad about it.
1: <laughs> nope, I will not ever feel bad about it, so I'm going to keep on moving on and trucking with a smile. So hey, hey,
3: <laughs> hey, Matt, remember how you were gloating about picking such great movies after we had like a bumper uh, amount of listens to um, The Brain? You don't get to do that for a while now, okay? Nope, that's fine.
2: You guys say that this movie is like racist and, and all that stuff, but I think it's really inclusive. Because it literally runs the gambit of every type of nipple I've ever seen in my entire (laughs) life. We get like big poofy nipples. We get little itty bitty nipples. We get big old pancake nipples. Like there's every type of nipple in this movie. And I think it's nice that they, you know, they're very inclusive about that.
3: Adam, I hate to break it to you, but they were at trauma level desperate when they were trying to find women to be naked in this movie. Yeah, that's hey, oh, oh, I want this. I remember what I was going to say earlier. The, the, me, the moocher or whatever the hell that character's name is, how you had the cluck like a chicken. I watched this relatively soon after watching Luther the Geek and I was like, they did it better than Luther the Geek. Um, <laughs> and also the reason that I remembered it right now was because the version of Luther the Geek that I watched was it had a bunch of, it had Lloyd Kaufman introducing Luther the Geek before it, because like whatever rip that it was, because, you know, they're all on YouTube, whatever rip it was, had this weird promo in front of it where these really sad looking half naked women um, are like making fun of the IT department at Troma. Like, no, I'm not even kidding. That's This is what, what was happening. And Lloyd Kaufman is just a creepy old man. I never realized it. like I knew that he was in charge of Trauma, but I always thought he was kind of like, above it, and no. No, he's just as pervy as everybody else there. So, uh yeah, I, I had a real bad week and a half there.
1: <laughs> uh, and they're currently working on a sequel to Forbidden Zone, uh the Forbidden Galaxy, so... Uh,
2: whatever, I'm sure that's been going on for 30 fucking years, they've been working on that.
1: Well, apparently the sci-fi reality series Monster Man, one of the plot points was Elfman getting the aid of some of the effects guys to create some of the characters for the forbidden zone 2 the forbidden galaxy (laughs) so who knows what will happen with that they've been talking about doing that sequel for like yeah like you said like 20 years now but one day maybe i'll be happy no one else will be but i'll be like yay (laughs) it's back (laughs) did he ever make anything else What the fuck else did he do (laughs) like i'm checking to see if this was the only movie that that he successfully went off to make yeah, no, that's about it.
3: Yeah, I feel like this is kind of career suicide, no matter what you think about this film. I'm pretty sure this is career suicide.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a huge cult film, but that doesn't really mean, that doesn't pay the bills.
2: That doesn't eject do shit. Yeah, shit.
1: Yeah. You can be a cult sensation all you want. It doesn't mean that you're you're living free to do whatever you want from that point. Um,
2: yeah, just because you're a cult film doesn't mean Divine doesn't sit down and scoop up dog shit and put it in her mouth at the end of the movie. It's still
1: a <laughs> shitty fucking movie. Yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do love pink flamingos as well, so maybe that's. I, I
2: fucking love pink flamingos. <laughs> I would have rather watched a man open his gaping asshole and close it for five minutes to in fucking bird. pink flamingos.
3: Wait, is that <laughs> to I've never bird. that movie, And you're not really selling it for me right now, but I just is is that does that happen in that film?
1: Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, there's a solid really? minute where a guy takes off his pants, bends over, peels apart his ass track, uh, his butt cheeks, and then to the song surfing. Bird lets his butthole pop in and out to the Papa Uma Mau Mau, Mau part.
2: It's like undulates his asshole for three, four minutes. <laughs> oh
1: my god! The best, the He's best tired thing. Surfing Bird? Well, no, just for the Papa Uma Mau Mau part at the end of it. <laughs> um, the... <laughs> the, best part, the best part about that is uh, I'm not sure if you've ever watched the John, John Waters live special, This Filthy World, but he tells a story about how the guy. Who did that for the movie? One of his greatest pleasures in life was that he would go to see screenings of Pink Flamingos and sit next, like directly next to somebody, and right when that scene would come on, he'd nudge him and go, "That's me up there."
2: <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be proud of your work.
1: <laughs> so, uh, I, it, obviously, my hope that this would at least be a, uh, a discussion worthy of an episode, seems to uh, have been a a total failure, as Scott and Adam have pointed out, which is a shame, because I do think that there's just so much weirdness in this movie that it could be discussed, but we're, you know, we're not going to discuss it, and that's fine.
0: Hi, listeners. I'm Carolina. And I'm Tessa. And together we are Femme Regard Podcast. Mm. We are a show dedicated to educating and entertaining underdeveloped filmmakers and film enthusiasts alike. We love sharing our experiences as filmmakers, what we've learned and what we've gone through. And we love bringing on professional industry guests. We want our listeners to learn from the best and get an honest account of the biz. So come join the FemFam and give us a listen every Friday. Streaming on all the major podcast platforms, including YouTube and our website, femregard.com. And of course, the Geekscape
1: Network. So let us move on to what did we watch this week? I'll start off because my my what did I watch this week is kind of in the same vein as Forbidden Zone in the sense that I watched another movie that could be argued as being racist as shit. I watched for weird ass movie night the FP. Yes. Yeah,
3: J. J.J. Oh, you should have told me to watch that. That made my week better. <laughs> Which And if there's no homeless people, then who the fuck's going to feed the ducks? What the
1: fuck's a town with no ducks, J-Tro? Yeah, that movie <laughs> that movie is so overwhelming with how many great lines of dialogue are in it. It's just that most of those lines of dialogue contain the N-word and are said by an all-white cast. <laughs> so, like, yeah. um, well, but
3: I, I guess that, that doesn't strike me as quite, a, 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 it, quite as disturbingly racist as Forbidden Zone because – it's more like it makes sense in the FP because it's how everybody everybody talks like street style, yeah. You know, and, and so it's not like it's like the N word is punctuation. Yeah, if that makes sense. Like I I, I can't quote anything from it, obviously. I would never quote anything from it, or not fully quote it. I'll quote everything but the N word. Yeah. But uh, and it does make it the, the one and a half times I've watched that movie, uh, it, it has made me moderately uncomfortable. The amount of times the word comes up, but I guess I can see it like in story making more sense and being less racist. That's all I get.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's the real star of that movie though is Lwe who is just stealing the show every single time that he comes on screen and says anything. Yeah. My favorite of any of his lines, I think, is uh, either, who dares interrupt me while I'm ghost riding my whip? Or, <laughs> or what are you going to be for Halloween? A bitch? <laughs> like- <laughs> I guess I love
3: the uh, the ghost ride my whip comment better, because or quote better, because it's so much more absurd to – Equate what's happening in the FP to Romeo and Juliet, (laughs) which is just amazing. Like that movie has so many great layers, and I—it's so funny.
1: So, but that's that's all I watched this week. How about you guys?
3: Well, Adam, because I watched watched
2: nothing. This movie killed watching movies this week for me. I I didn't really watch much. I I watched the entire third season of Drunk History, which (laughs) uh, is. I don't know, I like that show but it's really hit or miss. Like my
3: problem with that show is the fact that the guy that's the the, the host over the course of the seasons I got is it 2 seasons or 3 seasons in? 3 seasons now. But like if you go back and watch the first couple episodes, he's barely in them. He's really just there to facilitate and laugh. And now he's the star of the show. It's weird, like, got a really big ego.
2: It's weird. He's in every sketch, too. And at the end of every episode where it runs through, like, who was starring in that sketch, he always includes himself in there and gives himself, like, an extra credit at the end. And I'm like, you're in every fucking episode, man. We know who you are and what you look like. You don't need to give yourself credit like that. But my, my issue with the show is that every episode will contain a part where they're like, they're telling the story, but then they're like, uh, I'm, too, I'm too drunk. Oh, I'm just, oh, I, can't, I just can't do it, man. I just can't, Okay, all right, okay, okay. And it's like once per episode that happens. I'm like, ah, just tell me the fucking story. Get to it. Fuck.
1: I've never watched any but, drunk history.
2: Eh, it's like I said, it's really hit or miss. Like, they'll get a lot of like celebrities on there. Like, you'll get Colin Hanks on there, and you got like Johnny Knoxville, you got like David Keckner, and fucking. Like, all these people will be on it, but depending on the story and how well the person tells it, it could be real awesome and funny or just totally flat.
1: Yeah, so I, I guess that is all we need to say about that. Uh, I, I One day I'll check it. I'm sure Colin Hanks is very excited that you refer to him as a celebrity, because <laughs> I think most of the world's just like, oh, that guy from Orange County. Um, yeah. Oh, Oh, Tom Hanks' son. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know his first name. <laughs> That was Forbidden Zone from 1980, as picked by me and hated on by everyone else. Uh, so, you know what? Yeah, still send us your suggestions. But guys, much like on Space Invaders, where none of you came to my defense, I'm going to need some of you guys to come to my defense today. Come on, send us an email at hmnpodcast at gmail.com. Tell me that you like this movie. Make me not feel like I'm the only horrible person in this world that enjoys this film. Please, please. My life sucks, please. <laughs> I need this. I
2: I can I, literally just picture somebody like, dear horror movie night, is Matt a racist? Yes. <laughs> signed, Chris. Like,
1: <laughs> fan mail,
3: Chris. Yeah, fan <laughs> mail, Chris. No longer fan, fan yeah, mail, Chris. Yeah,
1: former fan mail, Chris. Yeah, but shoot us an email. Tell us what movies you'd like us to watch. Uh, I will do everything in my power to make up for this movie in my future picks. I think I have uh, two good ones lined up. They're both slashers. Spoiler alert. So, Ooh. that's what we got coming soon. Come, don't forget to check us out, rate and review us, and you know follow us on, on SoundCloud and iTunes and all that good jazz. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> I ne- you're you the know guys what? who say it more than I do. <laughs> <laughs> I just say that we get good numbers with my episodes, and I still think we're going to get good numbers on this one.
2: Okay, uh, calm down. Don't break your arm jerking yourself off there, man.
3: Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, at least he's y- saying it. You know what?
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what you guys say?
1: <laughs> Turn into Beavis and Butthead <laughs> on the phone. Hi, listeners.
0: I'm Carolina. And I'm Tessa, and together we are Femme Regard Podcast. Mmm, Femme. We are a show dedicated to educating and entertaining underdeveloped filmmakers and film enthusiasts alike. We love sharing our experiences as filmmakers, what we've learned and what we've gone through. And we love bringing on professional industry guests. We want our listeners to learn from the best and get an honest account of the biz. So come join the Femme Fam and give us a listen every Friday streaming on all the major podcast platforms including youtube and our website femregard.com and of course the geekscape network
1: you're listening to the geekscape network